the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Salvation requires the work of the Holy Spirit. And that's why it's so important that we pray for those that we're reaching out to. We don't just argue with them. If you're here today and you believe in Jesus, I can guarantee you somebody prayed for you. Isn't that great news? I hope that encourages you not only to think about who might have been praying for you and thank them, but also to pray for others. Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse, an outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno with the teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely. And I'm Mike Trout. He's continuing in the book of John today. And I hope you have your Bible handy so that you can follow along. We'll start that study in just a moment. There is a special event planned at Church of the Highlands on October 16th. That's a Saturday at 10 a.m. It starts at 10 and uh, continues until 2, and it's for the whole family. Church of the Highlands is partnering with the Institute for Creation Research to host a fun and educational time together. Dr. Brian Thomas uh, from the Institute for Creation Research will be a part of the uh, presentation team. And there will be a Q&A time afterward. You can find out all the details on our website at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. I'd like to invite you to turn in your Bibles to the Gospel of John chapter 12. Gospel of John chapter 12. You can probably hear in my voice that I'm still recovering. So, but we're in the Gospel of John chapter 12. And also, if you'd like, you can put a bookmark or a finger at uh, Acts chapter 28. Acts chapter 28, because we're going to look there as well today. And as a church family, we've been studying through the Gospel of John, written by the aging and wise apostle towards the end of his life, decades after the other Gospels had been written. And it contains a lot of information that we don't have in the other Gospels. We're only about halfway through the Gospel of John, but already the narrative has progressed to the week that leads up to the cross. Now, in the previous chapter, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead in the little village of Bethany, which is only about two miles from Jerusalem. And so that story quickly spread throughout Jerusalem, and that uh, then uh, caused uh, the uh, jealousy and hatred of the religious leaders to grow to the point where they sent out word that they wanted to have Jesus arrested, ideally before the Passover, so he couldn't disturb the Passover, and then they wanted to execute him after the Passover when everybody had gone home. But Jesus is God's Passover lamb, and the Passover lamb has to be sacrificed during Passover. And so Jesus intentionally entered Jerusalem in such a manner that it caused uh, and forced a confrontation with the religious leaders that ultimately led to Calvary. Now, in in verse 20, uh, the author references that Jesus is approached by some Greeks, and the author wants us to connect that along with the um, rejection of the people of Israel uh, to triggering Jesus' statement, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. And then Jesus goes on to clarify what he means by using the word glorify and what he's talking about is death. You see, that's the problem for the Jewish people because he called himself the Son of Man and they were familiar with that title. It was an Old Testament title 
uh, found in Daniel chapter 7 throughout the Old Testament. And that title was used to describe somebody who was going to lead the armies of Israel and the armies of heaven, and they were going to be an inconquerable king who was going to establish uh, an inconquerable kingdom. And the people there could not understand how somebody who was inconquerable could die, could be lifted up. And so that explains their question in verse 34. We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Doesn't make any sense to us. And so they rejected Jesus Christ and his message. And then verse 36 ends the, uh, John's narrative on the public ministry of Christ. Verses 37 through 50, which is the focus of our study today, constitute a summary of his public ministry. For more than three years now, Jesus has presented himself to Israel as their Messiah and has proclaimed the kingdom of God, and he has validated that uh, claim by his teaching with power and authority and by his miraculous works that no one else had done. And in spite of all of that, he was received with unbelief, hatred, hostility, and rejection, and that would reach its culmination in just a few days at the cross. So this section is also a commentary on the unbelief of the Jews. So it would appear that the Holy Spirit's design in moving John to write this section was to explain the seeming failure of Jesus' public ministry to the Jews, and then to show the, that the guilt of unbelief rested inexcusably upon Israel. So the passage records his final call for belief, uncovers the fatal causes of unbelief and the fateful consequences of both belief and unbelief. We're going to begin at verse 35. It says, So Jesus said to them, The light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. When Jesus had said these things, he departed and hid himself from them. Now, in Semitic thought, the expression sons of uh, means that people are characterized by that whatever description it is. For instance, James and John were called the sons of thunder because if you got them stirred up, they caused quite a storm. You remember how Jesus and the disciples were rejected by a village and John and James wanted to call down fire from heaven. And burn up the village. Well, here it says that sons of light are people that are characterized by living in the light, walking in the light, and so forth. But many chose not to believe in the light. And the sobering truth is that when sinners persistently reject him, God ultimately removes his grace and judges them. In Romans chapter 1, it says three times God gave them over. God gave them over. God gave them over. And each one of those times was after the people chose a path away from God. When they chose a path away from God, God eventually gave them over. Hebrews 10, 26 and 27 warns that for those who go on sinning willfully, that is refusing to repent after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a terrifying expectation of judgment and the fury of a fire which will consume the adversaries. Those who reject Jesus Christ and never embrace Him in saving faith will inevitably face God's judgment. Now, in verse 36, John's statement, When Jesus said these things, He departed and hid from them, marks the tragic climax of the Lord's public ministry to Israel. He had forewarned them that God's patience was coming to an end. And He warned them, I go away and you will seek Me 
And you will die in your sins. Where I'm going, you cannot come. You won't be able to find me. And by his intentional withdrawal here, he was carrying out the judicial warning that he had already given. Despite overwhelming and indisputable evidence, most of the Jewish people had concluded that Jesus was not the Messiah. And John gives us two explanations why Israel rejected Jesus Christ. The first is found in verses 38 through 40. And the second is found in verses 42 and 43. Beginning reading at uh, verse 37. Though he had done so many signs before them, they still did not believe in him. So that the word spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed what he heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe. For again, Isaiah said, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, lest they see with their eyes and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke of him. Nevertheless, many, even of the authorities, believed in him. But for fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. So verse 37 describes the situation that is going to be explained in verses 38 and following, though he had done so many signs before him, they still did not believe him. Now, there have been some skeptics who have suggested that Israel's rejection of Jesus Christ as their Messiah cast doubt on the truth of his claim. I mean, these were people who, especially the religious leaders, who had memorized the Old Testament. They surely must have seen and known the implications of Jesus' miracles and his message. And yet they rejected him. But such a short-sighted View ignores the power of sin and Satan to blind people to the truth. Jesus' miracles were unmistakably legitimate, and they left no excuse for Israel's unbelief, but the people had hardened their hearts against the truth. Instead of calling into question the veracity of the evidence, this kind of unbelief revealed the depth of their depravity. The fact of unbelief in the face of such irrefutable and powerful evidence makes clear the limitations of apologetics. I might bring up the question, Pastor, what's an apologetic? Apologetics is the study of preparing arguments. You talk with people to clarify positions and so forth in Christianity. And we have a number of people in our congregation that have an interest in apologetics, and I encourage you, if you've got an interest in it, by all means, study it. It's good for you. It's good for you. It's good for the people that you talk with. But it has its limits, And the limit is this. You cannot argue somebody into heaven. I don't care how good your evidence is and how well you present it. If they refuse to believe, they refuse to believe. Salvation requires the work of the Holy Spirit. And that's why it's so important that we pray for those that we're reaching out to. We don't just argue with them, but we pray for them. That God will bring spiritual Light, where there was only darkness, and spiritual life, where there was only death. If you're here today and you believe in Jesus, I can guarantee you somebody prayed for you. And we need to pray for others. Family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, those that come across our path. We need to pray that the Lord will open their eyes and give them the opportunity to respond. So this section is a commentary on the unbelief of the Jews answering the question why they had rejected Jesus. And the first explanation is given beginning in verse 38. 
so that the word spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed what he heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Now, the purpose of John putting this here is to underscore that Israel's rejection of Jesus Christ was not a surprise to to God. Does anything surprise God? I think you know the answer to that question. We'll be back with more on Tuesday as we delve into the book of John with our teacher, Pastor Leighton Sheely, Senior Pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. Just a quick reminder of what I mentioned at the top of the broadcast. The Institute for Creation Research is coming, so to speak, to Church of the Highlands. They are partnering with Church of the Highlands and will be holding an event on Saturday, October 16th from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. at the church. And you all are invited. Have you ever asked yourself, I mean, is creation really true as it's shared in the Word of God in the book of Genesis? You'll have a chance to hear more about that particular question and the answer to it, plus ask other questions at this event. Again, it's on Saturday, the 16th of October. Details are on the website at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. This program is paid for by Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.